Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Let the Lord work on your soul. Let him cleanse your soul. Let him cleanse your soul. And how is he going to do that? How is he going to wash you? Through his word, through, through his spirit working upon the word of God in your life. So I tell you, double time, triple time the word of God in you. Get in your Bible. Read. You say, I don't understand it. Read it anyway. Read it aloud. Have it heard. I mean, listen to it even through an app. Listen to it. Hear powerful um, Holy Spirit-led messages or, or, or sermons. Listen to it. Get the Word of God in you, especially in this season. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome everybody here today on the sound of my voice here to Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I want to welcome our online community that are gathering from all around the world. Hello everybody. Welcome once again to another service here. We know the Lord does have a rich and relevant word that will impact and inspire your life. Get ready for a change. Hallelujah. And it's a good thing. All right, for uh, last week, the Lord really began to deal with us about the number 12, about foundations. And one thing that he said that's really reverberating in my heart is that uh, we must develop godly character. I told you before that the cry of my heart was really to pray for miracles, signs, and wonders. Really just seek the Lord for that. And then the Lord also impressed upon me that um, the signs and wonders and miracles are attention getters, attention grabbers. They say, hey, look over here, look over here, look over here. Well, when they get over there, they must see the character of Christ revealed. Must see the character of Christ revealed. So signs, wonders, miracles, these are easy. These are easy. These are fruit that's on the true. It is the character that takes time to develop. To that end, let's look at the book of Mark. The Lord showed me this as well. Mark, the 16th chapter. Mark 16, listen to this. I want you to really get this and understand this because we don't want to put the cart before the horse. If you want to go somewhere, you got to put things in proper order. And there are no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. There are no shortcuts. Listen to this. Mark, the 16th chapter, verses 17 and 18, very familiar. The Lord says this, and these signs shall what? Follow. These signs shall what? Follow, and these signs shall what? Follow. It shall follow them that believe. Really, that's what I want to show you, but we're going to go ahead and read it. And uh, it says, in my name shall they cast out uh, devils. Uh, They shall speak with new tongues. Once again, in my name shall they uh, cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Uh, They shall take up serpents, and if they drink and uh, any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. As the Lord said before, that a godly life, a life filled with the character of Christ, will, will win more souls uh, to the kingdom than signs and wonders. A godly life, a character-filled life, filled with the character of Christ. Now, to that as we talked about godly character, we're going to continue with that today. And the Lord begins to tell me and deal with me 
about the importance of that in this hour. You're living in an hour of, of purging. You're living in an hour of cleansing, cleansing and purging. Now, the Lord lets me know why that's, why that's important at this time and at this season. At this moment, at the time of this recording, those of you that are watching and listening later, at the time of this recording, you'll understand that we are about to enter into, the, into uh, two uh, Jewish uh, holidays, two Jewish festivals. One is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah means head of the year. So this is a, uh, the new year is about to come up. Which means that some old things are about to be cut off and new things are about to begin. You're entering the head of the year. Just after Rosh Hashanah, you will find um, the festival Yom Kippur, which is also the Day of Atonement. And in the Day of Atonement, that's that time of cleansing and washing by sacrifice. And the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, fulfilled, fulfilled this uh, feast. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So there is cleansing. There is cleansing. So the Lord said here, again, at this head of the year, there must be a cleansing. There must be a washing away of the old because the Lord will impart something new. So in this time, you can expect new things to occur. And you can also expect the cleansing of the Spirit. The washing of the spirit, washing dark places out of you, washing wickedness out of you. And if we are compliant with that, then we'll go into uh, tabernacles, so-called tabernacles. Tabernacles is where the spirit of God dwells among his people. You'll find that uh, tabernacles or Sukkot there in the book of Exodus when God's people were leaving the land of Egypt. And God said, you guys get under these shelters here and you're going to remember this because it was in that time that God delivered them from the house of bondage, delivered them from, the, uh, from, the, um, from Pharaoh. And he told them to always remember this because this is where I will tabernacle with you. The tabernacling with the Lord is this is his power and his presence where God walks in us and God walks among us. And this is when you will see the expression of signs, of wonders, of miracles as God walks in and among his people. But first, there must be a washing. There must be a cleansing. As we said on last Wednesday night, the Holy Spirit dealt with us on Wednesday night. It's important for us to let go of uh, evil entanglements, let go of people's sins against us. We got to let that go. We got to let that go. Let that be washed away by the Spirit. Anything that um, you've had in your heart against someone else, we got to let that go. We've got to allow the Spirit to cleanse our mouth, cleanse our palates from any words that we have spoken against others. We've got to let it go. We've got to let it be washed so that we may go into tabernacles where the presence of the Lord really fills our heart and fills our lives where he walks in us and among us. Now, let me show you how this word is really encapsulated here in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, 2 Corinthians 6. Uh, let's read verses uh, 14 through 18. And it says this. He says, Be ye not, uh, rather, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Bilal? 
or uh, what part have he that believeth with an infidel? Look at verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. You uh, stop, let me stop there for a moment. We must identify with being the temple of God. You must identify with being the temple of the Holy Ghost. You must identify with that. Now, we'll step away from that just for a moment. Remember in the Old Testament when the, when the Lord's presence filled the temple and the fire of God was there and his presence was so much in the temple that even the ministers could not minister. The Levites and the priests, they couldn't minister because the presence of God was so much in that place. When you think about yourself being the temple of God, think about that moment. Think about how the presence of the Lord so filled it, so filled it. I mean, no devil, no demon, no, nothing would dare step in that place because God's presence was so richly there. And his presence being upon that temple marked it out from all other places. And that's what the Lord is saying here. We must identify with being the temple of the living God. His presence is in us and among us. He's with us. So the Bible says here, for ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, now here's God's plan. Here's God's plan. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Notice again, I want you to take personal responsibility for this. Where it says, I will dwell in them, I want you to say your name there. Put your name in there, or you can say me. So it would read, I will dwell in, rather the Lord said that he would dwell in me, and, the, and he would walk in me. Now you can put your name in there, of course. And um, the Lord's saying uh, that I will be their God. In other words, the Lord will be my God, and, and I will be his people. Do you understand that? He takes personal ownership with us. Now look at verse number 17. Now this is why this is important for the cleansing. Verse 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Verse 18. He said, and, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now notice that. The Lord says, come out from among them. Now, you'll notice also in the book of Isaiah, the 52nd uh, chapter of the book of Isaiah, because this, this language here is reminiscent when God called the people of, uh, when he called his people Israel out of exile, when he called them back into their own country. And when he was speaking to his people, especially to the priests, and he was telling them, you guys come away from there. Come out from your bondage. Come out from your captivity. Leave all those chains behind. And he said, you, you're going to carry the holy vessels back. So don't touch any of that other stuff that's over there in that unclean place. Don't bring any of that back with you in this place. This is why he said, come out from among them. Leave all their idols, their idolatry. Leave all all of that alone so that you may come here and serve me because there must be a difference between the house of God and the house and a house of idols. There must be a difference between light and darkness. So God says, come away. 
Come away, come away unto me. Now, when he says come away, he's also talking about don't be in agreement with them. Don't be yoked together with them in relationships, uh, mentally and emotionally, psychologically. He says in simplest terms, don't pattern your life after their activities. Don't be like them. There must be a line. There must be a difference. Now, why is God saying this? Because it is his plan to tabernacle with you. It's his plan to tabernacle with you. And so he says once again, what uh, he says, uh, what agreement have uh, the uh, temple of God with idols? What agreement has Christ with Bilal? What agreement has light with darkness? The Lord wants to fill your temple with his presence. My God, if I can get the people of God to really understand this. Thank you, Father, that you want to tabernacle with your people. I pray, Father, that your people will hear this from all around the world. It is God's plan to tabernacle with his people. This this is the hour. This is the time. This is the moment. But before the Father tabernacles with his people, there must be a cleansing and there must be a washing. This is so important that God is not leaving this up to you. He's not leaving this up to me. He's not leaving uh, these cleansing agents to us. He's simply telling us to be a part of what he is doing. The Lord is doing something because he knows this world is in distress, it's in ruins, and Jesus Christ is soon to come. But there must first be a middle line of demarcation. There must first be a calling out because when God calls you out and he sanctifies you, you're not going to stay out. He's going to send you back into and he sends you back into as a light in the midst of darkness, which is exactly what he did there with the woman in Samaria. The woman in Samaria was called out, whether she knew it or not. She was called out into the presence of the Lord there at the well. After the Lord ministered to her and he gave her his word, he sent her right back, which is the same thing the Lord also did to the uh, to the man that was um, possessed by legion of demons. The Lord Jesus met this man. The Lord gave him a word. He called those demons out of the man. And the man said, Lord, let me go with you. Jesus said, no, he sent them right on back. He sent them back. The Lord always calls his people out to sanctify them, to equip them, to send them back. And let me tell you what's going to happen in this time and in this season. Those that will agree with the spirit of God, the father will supernaturally empower you. But there is a short window with this. There is a short window of this where the Lord will aid you and assist you, where it will be uh, the grace of God who will empower you to be cleansed and to be and to become cleansed um, emotionally and mentally in the spirit. He will cleanse you and to, and he will wash you because in this time and this season we're living right now as we're going from the head of the year Rosh Hashanah going into Yom Kippur uh, the day of atonement that is going into tabernacles this is a special time of equipping where the Lord will help you and assist you to get rid of uh, some of those old entanglements some of those old soul ties well let me say all those old soul ties and all these other things that have entangled our souls that bring us damnation that bring us condemnation that bring us guilt, that bring us shame and resentment. This is a time of 
purging and of, and of cleansing. I'm not saying Lord won't do it with you all year, but I'm saying that there is a special anointing and there is a special grace that God gives to this time of year and even the seasons as you see fall comes up. Fall symbolizing the uh, dead things are beginning to fall away, begin to fall away. So even nature gives you uh, a, a sort of confirmation of what the Spirit is doing this hour. So he's not leaving it up to you. He's saying simply come apart and be with me as I work on you. But you have to present yourself to him in order for him to do that. I'm telling you, you got to present yourself. Because after this time has come to a close, after the time of washing has come to a close, he's going to present a people to the world. He's going to present his ambassadors to the world. He's going to present his body to the world. And they will move, we will move in signs and wonders and in miracles. Now, one way the Lord will purify and cleanse his body is through his word. Is through his word. Ephesians the second, Ephesians the fifth chapter, Ephesians 5, verse uh, 25, as it talks about uh, what the Lord Jesus is going to do, even in, as it relates to, to marriage. But I want you to hear how the Lord will, will do this, how he will cleanse the church. Uh, Ephesians 5, verse 25 through 27 says this, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Look at verse 26, that he might what? Sanctify and cleanse it with what? The washing of water by the word. And at the end result is that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So the Lord says here, I will sanctify you. Sanctify meaning pulling you apart, pulling you away from something else, calling you to himself. Sanctify. The Lord said he will sanctify you and cleanse you by the washing of his word, by the washing of his word. Now, let me tell you what the devil is going to do more so in this hour. He wants to keep you away from God's word. So he's going to make sure that you have enough entertainment. He's going to make sure that you have the problems, enough situations. He's going to try to distract you so that you stay away from the word. But if you present yourself to the word, if you receive his word in this season, that is, if you read your Bible, if you listen to the Bible read to you, there are so many apps with that. If you hear the word, get the word in you in this season, I mean double time it, triple time it, get the word of God in you because the word of Rather, let me say it this way. The spirit of God works upon the word that has been sown in your heart. The word and the spirit have always worked together, even from the beginning of time as we know it. When God created everything, when Father God spoke, the son, the word, that is the word, stepped out. And the word created everything. And it is the spirit of God that moved upon what the son, what Jesus created, and he gave it life. The spirit animated everything that that the father originally spoke. The father spoke it. Jesus manifested it, being the word, and the spirit gave it life. So when the word is in your heart, and if it is in your heart, it is the Holy Spirit that moves upon that word, that brings that word to life in you. And in this season, the word that is in you, the spirit of God will work upon it to cleanse and to wash. 
to cleanse and to wash. It's in this hour. John the 17th chapter, John 17. Let me show you this as well. John 17, verse uh, number 16. And it says, they are not of the world, Jesus testifying of us. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The Lord says here, sanctify them as as he speaks to the Father. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Verse 18. As thou hast hast sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. Notice the pattern once again. Don't let this slip because the Lord calls us out of the world. He sanctifies us and then he sends us right back into the world. There's a reason that you didn't die the very next moment after you were born of God because God has plans for you. His plan is to send you right back. Send you back empowered and enriched. Send you back as salt. Send you back as light. He's going to equip you to be his ambassador so that the world can see his character and nature revealed in you. The world has never seen God, but they will see Christ living on the inside of you. They don't know how he is, but they will see his reflection in your life. So he will empower you, equip you, sanctify you, cleanse you to send you right back. Verse 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. 18 again, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Verse 19, and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. You are sanctified through truth. So it's time now to double time, triple time. Get the word of God in you. Don't allow the devil to distract you. Distract you by problems, money problems, relationship problems, job problems. Don't allow the enemy to distract you with things that go on in this world. They want to go to this party. They want to go here. They want to go there. It's time for all of that stuff later. But I'm telling you right now, if you're going to work with the spirit of God, get the seed of God in you get the seed in you so the spirit of God can hover among it and transform it and use that word to cleanse you out it's time for a spiritual enema it's time for a spiritual laxative it's time to get the darkness out of you get all those toxins out of your spirit man all those toxins out of your soul and this is the time to do it Why? So that he will tabernacle with you. So that the presence of the Lord will be with you. So that he can send you back. So they'll know what he's like. The Lord says in Psalm 119, Psalm 119, verse number 9. We heard some of this before today. Psalm 119, verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed there too, according to thy word. How can I cleanse my way? There's so much thing, so many things to lust after. How can I cleanse my way? Money and, and things and this and that and stuff. How can I cleanse my way? By taking heed to the word of God. By taking heed to the word of God. Romans, I want to show you this. Romans the eighth chapter. Romans eight. Romans eight. Romans eight. This is critical for you to understand in this hour. Romans 8 verse 12 says, therefore, uh, therefore, brethren, ye are debtors. We are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. 
But if you through the spirit, through the spirit, somebody say through the spirit. If you through the spirit, that is the Holy Ghost. If you through the Holy Ghost or through the Holy Spirit do mortify. Mortify means put to death. To put to death. If you through the spirit do put to death or mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Well, how is the spirit going to do it? The spirit is going to move upon the word that is sown in your heart. The word that you speak, the word that you declare, the word that you meditate on. You've got to give him something to work with. You're going to have to give him something to work with. Double time, triple time that word. Listen to the word. If you're not reading it, you need to be listening to it. Spend more time in the word of God. In this season, spend more time in the word of God because the more word you get into me, the more the Holy Spirit will move upon it. And the more cleansing he will do, he will cleanse you from old soul ties, old relationships, old things that brought you guilt, shame, and and condemnation. He will free your soul so that you may be able to fly, so that you may be able to soar in this season. But I tell you, the enemy will try his best to confuse you, try his best to, um, he will try his best to bring other things in your life. So that you won't so that you won't be a part of what God's doing even right now at this very moment. He's going to try his best, try his best to take you from the word of God. There's going to be so many other things that you're going to have to do. I'm so busy. Oh, you're about to be real busy now. There's so many things I have to do. So many things, so many things. This is your time of cleansing. This is your time of washing when your soul is clean. When your soul is washed. Oh my God. Talk about being light. Talk about having peace. Peace is far more valuable than money. Peace is far more valuable than any relationship. Peace. The peace of God. If you've got God's peace, you can go through anything. You can go through any storm when you got the peace the peace of God with you. Let the Lord work on your soul. Let him cleanse your soul. Let him cleanse your soul. And how is he going to do that? How is he going to wash you? Through his word, through, through his spirit, working upon the word of God in your life. So I tell you, double time, triple time the word of God in you. Get in your Bible. Read. You say, I don't understand it. Read it anyway. Read it aloud. Have it heard. I mean, listen to it even through an app. Listen to it. Hear powerful um, Holy Spirit-led messages or, or, or sermons. Listen to it. Get the word of God in you, especially in this season. You're coming upon the head of the year. You're coming upon the first of the year. And at the first of the year, what happens? It's time for Yom Kippur. It's time for a washing. It's time for a cleansing. It's time for the Day of Atonement. It's time for the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the lamb. There is agreement in the earth. There's agreement. Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. There's agreement in the earth in this season for the washing. The washing that's taken place there in the heavenly realm as Jesus presented his, his blood before the Father. That was the real day of atonement. That 
of the what happened here in the earth foreshadow what Jesus was going to do. So in this season, there is a witness, another witness in the earth of the washing and the cleansing of the same blood that was presented before the Father. There is agreement to wash away. So I tell you, even in this time, whatever is burden, whatever has been a burden to you, burden to the soul, whatever's been on you, whatever has been really on your mind, mentally taxing you, emotionally taxing you, that this is a time now to bring those things before the Lord and ask him to wash you, ask him to cleanse you. How is he going to do that? When you receive his word, his word, his word, getting his word in you and the spirit of God moves upon that word, giving you that spiritual enemy, if you will, detoxing your spirit, detoxing rather your soulish man. The Lord is going to detox your soul. You need to be detoxed. It is not normal. It is not normal among the people of God for us to be depressed all the time and, and worried and, and aggravated and stressed out. It is not normal. It has become normal, but it is not biblical. It is not biblical. And it's time for us to say no to those things. Devil, I will not receive that because that is not a part of my life. You must identify with who you really are. You are a spirit. You live in a body and you possess a soul. The word of God is spirit. Jesus said the word I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. When you, the real person, you, the spirit, receive the Lord's word, which is spirit. When that spirit comes into your spirit and is moved upon by the Holy Spirit, it changes your soul and then it affects your body. You must identify with who you really are. You're not a body. You're a spirit that lives in a body and you possess a soul. It's time. It's time. It's time. The world is breaking down all around you. It's breaking down all around you. People are dying at this moment. And we are so distracted by other things. The devil is spewing hatred and lies. And he's telling them so loud that the world thinks that that must be the truth. But they can find no witness in the earth. They say, is anybody saved? And the devil masquerades people that say they're saved on TV. He masquerades them and say, yes, I belong to Jesus. And they're the biggest hypocrites you ever want to find. And they say, is anybody real? But the Lord is sanctifying a people. I'm telling you what's happening right now in the spirit. He is sanctifying a people who will obey. Who will take heed to his word. Elijah went up before the Lord and said, hey Lord, they killed everybody else. I'm the only one left. The Lord told him, no, no. I have many more that have never bowed the knee to Baal. I have many more. Many more. You're not the only one. I've got many more. And there's a remnant of people who are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit of God who will move with power and great authority. But first you must be cleansed and washed. And the Spirit of God has to tabernacle in your human spirit once again. And you must become the temple of God with power. But you've got to come out from among them. 
And the Lord's not leaving your cleansing to you, you understand. He's saying, just get my words. Let my word do the work. Let my word do the work. Let my word do the work in you. Let my word do the work in you. You know, sometime when I, when I have to clean something, I like to use those scrubbing bubbles. I'm not endorsing it. I don't know about the company. I'm just telling you about the scrubbing bubbles. I have a dirty surface and I need to spray. I just spray that thing on there in a few minutes and, and I leave it sitting there and I come back and I just take the holes or whatever and I just spray it and all the grime just washes it away. It just washes away. I didn't have to spend there since I didn't have to spend all day scrubbing and, and washing and scrubbing and washing and all. No, I just and walk away. Praise the Lord. Just and walk away. And after that comes the cleansing. After that comes the cleansing. And all the filth, all the grime just falls away. Get the word of God in you in this hour. Wait for his cleansing. I'm telling you, this is the, this is the hour. Let me show you one more picture. We'll start on this week. Won't be finished with it. In John the 15th chapter, John the 15th chapter. The Lord's had me on this for quite some time, quite some time. And he keeps bringing me back to the same picture. He keeps bringing me back to the same picture over and over and over again. This is life in the spirit. This is life in the spirit. John 15, verse number one, really verses number one through eight. For the time, for our time sake, we're going to go through just verse number one. And then the Lord willing, we'll go back and talk about the rest of it. This is life in the spirit. And if you don't watch it, you'll miss it. Verse one says, the Lord says here, Jesus says, I am the, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. He said, I am the true vine. Every vine starts with a seed. The father spoke of the existence of that seed in the very beginning because the lamb will be slain. The lamb was slain from the foundation of the world heading into time. The Lord spoke. The father spoke uh, to the uh, to the woman and he uh, spoke to rather he was speaking to the devil. And he said, I will put enmity between or hostility between thy seed and her seed. The woman does not carry the seed. So this speaks of a virgin birth. He said that there was a seed that's going to be coming a seed that will be planted in the earth. Jesus is the is fulfillment of that seed that would, be, that would come forth. He is the root that would spring forth out of the lineage of David. Jesus said, I am the true vine. I am that that was spoken then. I am that. He said, I am the vine and the, my father is the husbandman. Now, the word husbandman there in King James, husbandman means simply, uh, it can be translated gardener, it can be translated farmer, it can also be translated, I believe, the better translation is vine dresser. Vine dresser. Someone who specializes in cultivating vines. A vine dresser has three particular jobs. One, he's responsible for the pruning of the vine. Secondly, he's responsible for the training of the vine. And thirdly, he's responsible for the cultivation. Let's talk about the cultivation just for a moment. A vine dresser cultivates the vine. In other words, he makes sure that the vine is in its proper place 
to receive the proper nourishment. He knows where this vine is going to thrive. He knows the proper setting for it. The Lord knows where you will thrive the best, where you will grow strongest, where you will grow tallest, where you develop the most fruit. He knows how much pressure to put on you or how much pressure to take off of you. He is the cultivator. He cultivates you. He develops you to becoming all that you can be so that you can produce much fruit. He is a cultivator. He knows about your frame. He knows your substance. He knows you. He is your cultivator. Secondly, I want you to know this too. The Bible says that he is the trainer. The vine dresser is one that trains the vine. Trains. Which means that he has selected a, a preordained path for this, path, for this uh, vine to grow. There is a they sometimes will put uh, ropes or some type of um, string in a, in a row and they will train the vine to grow on this path on this path, either to grow to the left or grow to the right or to grow up or whatever it is. But the vine dresser trains the vine to go in a certain direction. That it will grow in this direction. The Lord knows your frame. He knows who you are and he knows the path that you must take. And when a vine begins to deviate from it, oftentimes when it begins to grow another path, he simply cuts away some of the other things that are not growing in a certain direction and he ties it tighter, ties it tighter to the path. There are some people that he will tie you to in your life. There are some businesses he will tie you to, relationships he will tie you to. There are some ministries he will tie you to, some things you won't be able to get away from. Why? Because he's tying you to a path. And that will be that case until you are sufficiently trained. There are some relationships you say, we were real tight at one point, but then they started going to the left and, and you kept on going. They were no longer needed. They were like scaffolding. Your training period was over with them, with that ministry, that, that job, whatever. It was over with. So God has you on a certain trajectory now. He has trained you. He has trained you in this path. And thirdly, a vine dresser is one who prunes the tree, which is what brings us here today. Pruning is a cutting away of things that are dead, of things that are dead. A vine dresser looks and examines, always looking, looking into and examining your life. God is always looking into and examining your life. He is your vine dresser. And when he finds something that is dead, he cuts it away. Dead meaning non-productive. It's not helping you. But it's actually bleeding life from you. You might like it, but God said it's death unto you. And he cuts it away. Why does so-and-so stop calling me? He cuts it away. Why did I get fired? He cuts it away. Because he knows where you were best developed the fruit. You're not here for you. You're here for him. You're not here to establish your kingdom, but his kingdom. You're here to show forth his glory, not your own glory. You're here to show forth his praise, not your own. You were bought with a price. 
We need to stop being so selfish. God, help us for being, for being selfish and, and self-centered and being narcissistic, God. This is about you. It's about him. It's about him. Yes, it hurts. He didn't tell you it wouldn't hurt. Yes, it's going to hurt. But it's so good for you. So good for you. When you receive the Lord as your vine dresser, knowing that he has your interest at heart because he knows where you best fit. He knows the proper climate for you, the best atmosphere for you. He knows all about you. But confusion comes in when we try to override what he's thinking, what he's saying. Instead of yielding to him, we try to inject our purpose and our desires. This is best for me. And then confusion sets in because confusion comes in when there's another mind in operation. This is why the Bible says that we need to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And then be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because really, you really don't know what is best for you. You think you do. I'm a witness. I thought that other relationships were better for me. I thought I really knew how to handle money. I thought I really knew. I thought, I thought, and I made a lot of mistakes because I realized I really didn't know. Can I tell you a secret? There was one other woman in my life before I met my wife that I proposed to. That was a big mistake. At the time, I thought it was right. But the more time went on, I began to see how ugly that was. That wasn't right for me. And I'm grateful that, that the Lord cut that off. But at the time, at the time, at the time. So there's a way that seems right to us. You really don't know what's right for you. There's some pain that is productive. And that there is some pain that can lead to death. That's a, sing, that's a sign of death and warning. Stop this. You put your hand in the fire, that pain is telling you, get your hand out of there. You're at the gym and you're lifting weights, you feel some burning. That pain is helping you. But so many times we don't know the difference between the two. We don't know the difference between the two. In relationships and, and what we don't know, the, all we feel is pain. And we want to get out from the pain. 
but only the father knows, only your vine dresser knows if this pain is good for you or if it's killing you. That's why you got to trust him and come out of our pride. God, help me. God, help me. I pray help you too, but I pray God, help me. Because I really don't know the right way to go. I really, the, my life began when I got a couple of cents in my head and I realized that God knows best for me. He knows best for me and I ought to trust him. I made too many mistakes. Maybe y'all haven't. I understand. I made some mistakes and mistakes I made been because of me and things that I thought this and I thought that and come to find out just wrong. I dug my own self in holes. I was so deep I, I didn't think I could get out of. To God to deliver me out of that. I'm not sure if you've ever been in any, in any emotional holes or mental holes when your brain, your mind begins to spiral. You think about the same thing over and 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 over. You can't seem to think about anything else. You want to do this and that, but you feel tormented from the inside. You feel like you've done so much. God, Lord, you know you can't get yourself out of it. And you cry to the Lord, help me. I made those choices. But I'm thankful for the mercy of God that brings us out. What are we saying today? What's the Spirit is saying? What's the Spirit saying so I can leave you alone? Double time, triple time the word. When the word of God gets in you, the spirit of God will move on it. He'll take that word and cleanse and wash you with it. That word will, in effect, bring to death anything in you that is killing you. It'll bring it to death. Once those have been brought to death, the father will cut it away. The father, his word, and his spirit will work on you to bring you to a point when you can truly tabernacle his presence so that he can send you back so the world will know who he really is, so they will show forth his praise. I pray today that you've heard the word of God because the Father is definitely, his eyes are definitely upon you. I'm telling you, it really is. Today, those of you that are watching, those of you that are in this room right now, those of you that are listening from all around the world, take this opportunity now just simply to repent. What have you been holding in your heart against other people or against the ex, this ex person, that ex person, that ex job, that ex pastor, that ex church, whatever, where all this pain is coming from, we've got to let that go. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely, in many cases. It's going to be downright impossible in some. That's why you'll need the Holy Spirit to help you to bring those things to death. Because you, through the Spirit, through the Spirit will mortify the deeds of your body and you will live. It's time that it comes to an end so that you can move on with your life. God wants to use you in just supernatural ways. Believe me, He really does. Believe me, he really does. So just pray this simple prayer with me and just say, Father, I come to you, a sinner in need of a Savior. I repent 
of all the dead works in my life. And I ask you to cleanse me and to wash me. Help me to desire your word, to desire truth, that I may be cleansed in the inward parts. Today, I confess, I believe in Jesus, in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. And I invite Jesus to come into my heart, to come into my life, live in me, make me yours. Help me to serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. Fill me, Father, with your Holy Spirit once again. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for answering our prayers and for making us whole. In Jesus' name. If you're not a part of a good local church, seek the Lord to help you find the local church. If you're in this area, come on by and see us. Go to our website at kingdomrock.org and uh, click the contact button and let us know what is happening in your life and how we can pray with you. Until next time, remember, Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you all the next time. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.